bit. So I thought it would be a good thing to talk about baptism. Um, I do this, I do address baptism in the journey, which I do at my house. Once a month, we go over all this and we talk about baptism. I'm going to try to hit like um, a, uh, kind of a shorter version of that for us tonight. Um, but to ask certain questions. And I did want to mention also, we are, so uh, um, this week coming up is week three of the marriage series. And I'm very excited about this one. This one is like the, of the, usually I do eight weeks, I'm doing four weeks, maybe five. And this was like, the, this subject is the biggest for me, it's coolest, which has to do with intimacy. So how many of you are struggling in your marriage? All right, you? All right, good to know. I'm not going to marry you now. <clears throat> so uh, you can show up and be a part of that. But, but you, can, um, you can watch it online, listen to it online. It's, it's very important stuff. Uh, I don't usually brag or, or um, advertise what I do when I'm preaching, but this is one that everybody should listen to. In fact, we have MP3 files of this series. It's a little different because I do it a little different every time that I did a few years ago, and, and you can get a copy of that or you can get an email to you or or whatever the case is, um, that kind of thing. Okay, so baptism. Uh, how, so let me, let me open up with some questions that will kind of help us understand. How many of you uh, got baptized when you were an infant? Okay, quite a few. Is that Catholic? Catholic? Okay, Presbyterian? Lutheran? Anglican? Any of those? Okay. Episcopalian? Is that... Is that, did I cover them all? Those are the infant baptizings, baptizers. Um, what about uh, sprinkling? Anybody get sprinkled? Sprinkled? Uh, what was that, Lutheran? Lutheran? But that's more like Reformed Lutheran. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of different views on baptism, a lot of different views. And one of the things that I have found is most people don't know why you get baptized. Okay? So we're going to kind of unpack some of this and, and process. What's the, why do you, what's the point? Um, so what, let me ask you, why do you get baptized? Okay, one at a time. Okay. Um, an outward expression, I'm, I'm going to go with that, but I'm going to change just the word expression here in just a little bit. But yes, outward ex expression of your inward relationship with Jesus, okay? What, what did you say? I said forgiveness of your sins. Okay. And receiving the gifts of the Holy Spirit? Is that what you said? Okay. Um, any other ideas? Spiritual, okay, that's, that's very good. Yes, ma'am? Yeah, let's not bring the Bible into this. <laughs> we're going to get to the Bible, but I want, yeah, you're, you're right. We'll, we're actually going to talk about that. So, um, so here is, any other reasons why you get baptized? It also symbolizes that your death is rising again to new life. Okay, very much so. Right, it's, it's literally like a grave. Grave, you go under, come up. Okay, so, so. So here is what, um, so those are, those are good answers. 
So interestingly, some of the ways that we baptize and how we process that does not fit those answers. I'm going to try to explain some of this. Because this is where we, I think the church, I think the church has gotten very confused about baptism over a long time frame. Still, still the heart of it is right. I don't think the heart of it is bad. But, but we misunderstand a bunch of the stuff. And why do we do this? And what's, what, what is the actual purpose and everything else? Okay? So, um, let's go to um, Matthew chapter 3. Uh, verse 13. Okay? Then Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. Now I want you to think about all the answers that we just heard of why you get baptized. Because actually the first reason that you get baptized, nobody said. Those are all legitimate reasons to some extent. But here's the problem with that. Why did Jesus get baptized if those are the reasons? That's, that's the first reason you get baptized. I, I, I've had people ask me that for years. Why do I get baptized? The first reason is because God said do it. And obedience to God is one of the biggest, most important things that, of everything. Okay? So God told Jesus to get baptized, but there's other reasons why Jesus got baptized. It couldn't have been his salvation. Right? Jesus wasn't getting saved. Yes, ma'am? Okay, that's, that's one of the reasons Jesus, gets Jesus got baptized, is because of an example to us. Now, here's, here's the interesting thing. So Jesus was 100% um, God, right? But he was also 100% human. And so one of the things that Jesus had to do... See, I don't believe that Jesus operated as God on this earth. I believe that Jesus operated as a human... He, this is what Romans is talking about when it says that after Jesus uh, rises from the, the grave, from the dead, that he puts his blood on the mercy seat, and that's where he receives his deity back. Okay, he's still God while he's on this earth, but he does not operate as God. Now, this is, I think this is actually very, very important for our Christian walk, because if Jesus operated as God, then you could not follow his example. Because you're not God. You're not ever going to be God. So you can't follow uh, that example. But, but because Jesus was a human being, um, anointed by the Holy Spirit, you have two things you do. One is you become anointed by the Holy Spirit like he did, or what we call filled with the Holy Spirit. And then you walk in a pattern after he did. And so all the things that he this is why he says, all the things I've done you can do and even greater things, because he was a human, filled by the, with the Holy Spirit. So anything he does in the New Testament, you can do according to Scripture, according to Jesus himself, right? So then um, Jesus gets baptized because God told him to and because um, uh, it's an example, all right? What, what other? Let, let me finish this and we'll look at this. John tried to talk him out of it because humans are really good about that, right? Trying to talk God out of things. We still do that today. We still try to talk God out of stuff. When he says, I want you to do this, you're like, I don't think I'm the guy, God. Um, John said, I am the one who needs to be baptized by you. So why are you coming to me? Jesus said, it should be done, for we must carry out all that God requires. In other words, if I'm expecting you to be obedient in all things, why would I not be obedient in all things? Right? So John agreed to baptize him. And this is where we see the... The next few scriptures are the Trinitarian statement that we see, best Trinitarian statement we see in all of scripture, okay? So then here is, here is some questions that I would have 
for us when it comes to um, some of the, the concepts. Do, how, how did Jesus get baptized? Anybody, understand, anybody know the answer to that question? I'm saying uh, the, form, uh, the formulation. He was dunked. How do we know he was dunked? The Jewish tradition was that, and the very next scripture, I didn't read it, I guess I should have read it. The very next sentence says, is when he came up out of the water. Okay? No offense to Paul, who got sprinkled, but that's not a biblical concept. It's not a bad concept. Um, I was baptizing somebody, I believe very strongly in what we call immersion, completely under the water. In fact, um, to get my ordination with the Assemblies of God, I have to put that word on there or I don't get ordained. So, so I believe strongly in it. Um, but I was on a, I was on a, a little boat. They called it a cruise ship. It was not a cruise ship. It was a, <laughs> it was a river boat kind of thing. But for China, I guess it was really pretty nice. Um, only like 50 or 60 people on it. But, but the week before that, we had been going to hospitals and things and... Um, and uh, we were being very closely monitored by the Communist Party. In fact, they would have parties for us and then set us at these tables, and every other person was a communist person that was asking us questions and trying to get under um, our story and all this other stuff. And so, and uh, they, would, they televised these things, did all this kind of stuff to, to make sure the everybody in China knew that our group that was there, a bunch of doctors and stuff, were... Um, were brought here by the Communist Party, which is not true because it took us almost a year to get paperwork to get in because the Communist Party didn't want us in there. So, so we knew they were tracking us. There was this lady that had become, um, before we got there, she had become a Christian. She got saved about a year before that, and her husband was a colonel in the Red Army, in the Communist Army. But he was getting very close to getting saved, and she, and she knew that. And so one evening... We were, we were hanging out at the hospital. She was the director of the hospital we were at. And, um, and her husband, she, she told me and her husband that he and I should go for a walk. And I, I knew what she was doing. Her husband was very close. And he and I had already developed a really good relationship. I liked him. He liked me. We enjoyed just hanging out and, um, in the week that I knew him. And so um, his English was very little and my Chinese was very one or two words. And so... We worked through this. Um, we had an interpreter with us that kind of knew English, and he was a Christian. And so he and I just began to walk. This was 10, or 10 o'clock at night. In China, everybody's out on the streets at that time, summertime. Everybody goes out. It's kind of hard to explain. From 10 to midnight, everybody's outside, and they're in these public spaces and malls and kind of things, and uh, eating. Everybody just brings all their stuff out and eats on the sidewalk in front of their little homes. and all this stuff. So we're just walking along and doing all this stuff. I began to talk to him about this, and uh, within about an hour, he gave his heart to the Lord and got saved. Well, then we were supposed to go on this boat ride then, uh, starting the next day, and he could not go, which was very disappointing for the rest of this story. But something happened, and he couldn't go. So his wife, we're on this boat trip, and we go into this um, little room on the boat. They had reserved this room for like a banquet hall. I mean, it's only big enough to seat 20 people, but but on this cruise. And so the boat didn't have any bathtubs. It was all these tiny little stand-up showers and stuff. And so she wanted to get baptized, this director of the hospital. She wanted to get baptized, and there was no tanks or anything. Now, I believe very strongly in complete immersion. Right? I don't think that sprinkling 
is in, is in the, the thought process of what Scripture is saying. It doesn't represent it the same. It doesn't do any of that stuff. Now, again, if you got sprinkled, doesn't mean you're this horrible person. I just don't think that's the, what Jesus did first, and I don't think that's the picture. We had a problem, though. We couldn't dunk her anywhere unless we drug her behind the boat. We couldn't dunk her anywhere in the whole boat. So we're sitting there. There's about 20 of us, and she says, I want to get baptized. And she's the only, non, she's the only person that's not on our team. And she said, I'm a Christian. I want to get baptized. What do I do? So, and I've got this on video. So I took a bottle of water and I took the cap, the bottle of water, because there was no cups, there wasn't anything, and I filled up this cap and we baptized her by pouring that over her head. She said, because I had just explained, she asked me about baptism before she said, get baptized. She said, well, this doesn't accomplish what you said. You said I have to go under the water. I said, well, I don't see a way to make that possible. I think maybe Jesus will be okay with this. So we just poured it over her head. Then she said, should I get baptized later? And I thought, well, it won't hurt. <laughs> you know, go ahead. So this, this concept of mercy, I think, is actually pretty important. Right? It's the picture. It's the spiritual concept. It's all of this stuff together. It's all kind of tied up together, right? So here is the, the thing that answers kind of the bigger question here is, why did Jesus get baptized? Verse 6 of 1 John chapter 5, And Jesus Christ was revealed as God's Son by his baptism in water. How is Jesus revealed as God's Son by baptism in water? By the way, John the Baptist is the one baptizing here. We see later when Paul goes to, I think it's Ephesus, and he's talking to the Christians in Ephesus. He says, have you guys been filled with the Holy Spirit? And they said, we don't know what you're talking about. And he said, well, then how would you get saved? They said, we got saved by being baptized by John the Baptist. Or at that moment is when we got saved, which is a baptism of repentance. See, John the Baptist was not baptizing people because they had got saved. Jesus hadn't died on the cross yet. So... John the Baptist was baptizing because of repentance of sins and dedication to God. So then Jesus comes along, and John the Baptist says, you know, famous statement, I'm not even, unworthy, I'm not even worthy to untie your shoes. Um, and he says, I can't baptize you. So, but Jesus gets baptized because he's being obedient to God, not because of repentance of sins, but the other half of that, which is I am, have com am completely in God. I'm completely surrendered to God. I think this is one of the important things of baptism, is that you are completely surrendered to God. Now, for all you guys that got baptized as infants, let me tell you why we don't do that here. Because I believe that what we're seeing through Scripture is that you get baptized because you are accepting Jesus as your Savior. It's, it's that a baby can't do that. Okay, you say, well, what if I got baptized as an infant? What you're actually getting baptized as an infant, this is a theological thing. Now, we don't believe this here, but this is the theology behind that, is you're actually being baptized into the church. You're not being baptized into Christ. It sounds like, um, it sounds like semantics, but it's not. The church is actually, specifically the Catholic church, they're baptizing you into the church. That's why you can't get married to a non-Catholic, you know, um, is because they haven't been baptized into the church. They're not part of the church, which means, according to Scripture, you're unequally yoked. You understand what I'm saying there? 
because you've been baptized into the church, not into Jesus. The way that you are equally yoked according to Scripture, I believe, is when you accept Jesus. If, if I accept Jesus, my wife accepts Jesus, then we're equally yoked regardless of our church background. Amen. Okay, we, we both belong to Jesus. Okay, so you're getting baptized as an as a, um, expression, as she said, but I also believe there's more to this. It's not just an expression. I believe it's also a proclamation. That you are proclaiming to people around you, I belong to Jesus. Okay? It says here, Jesus was revealed as God's son by his baptism of water and by the shedding of his blood on the cross. The shedding of the blood was kind of a big thing to prove he was the son of God also. Not, only by, not by water only, but by water and blood. And the spirit, who is truth, confirms it with his testimony. So we have these three witnesses. And depending on where in your church background or where in your church you are right now, your church will potentially leave out one of these. Not the same one. Different churches leave out different ones. But he says, so we have these three witnesses. The Spirit. So I believe you're supposed to be baptized in all of these or to use a different term to be covered by all of these. Or, or uh, these are to be the covering of your life, okay? The Spirit, the water, and the blood, and all three of those agree with each other. That's what it says here. All right? Since we believe human testimony, surely we can believe the greater testimony that comes from God, and God has testified about his Son. So part of what Jesus was doing is letting us know the importance of being baptized in water, being baptized in his blood, which is going to happen. And then also he breathed on the disciples. Um, later, he breathes on the disciples and says, Receive his Spirit. All three of those were supposed to be covered with or baptized with. Um, that's why Acts chapter 2 says that we're supposed to be baptized in the Spirit. Because that's just as important as being baptized in water and being baptized or covered with the blood. Completely submersed in the blood also. All three of those are the exact same picture in the Lord's eyes. We just, we just separate them and make them look different in the church's world. That's why I believe immersion is such a big deal because the visual, first it is this, um, this, this, um, this uh, pr proclamation, this expression of your salvation. It's an outward thing of what Jesus is doing inside. But it's also a proclamation because you're letting those around you know that you belong to Jesus Christ. And it's also an obedience thing that gives us the visual of what the Lord is trying to do in our life. He wants to baptize you in water. He wants to baptize you, cover you with the blood. And he wants to baptize you, empower you with the Holy Spirit. And those are supposed to be our ongoing daily spiritual walk with the Lord. And, and depending on um, how we look at Jesus and the Bible and everything, sometimes we leave the, one of those out or we don't put the emphasis on it like we're supposed to. Or we think, well, it's not that big of a deal. Okay? Um, the uh, Church of Christ believe that you have to be baptized to get to heaven. Right? There's scriptural problems with that because Jesus tells the thief on the cross, you'll be with me tonight in paradise. And he, didn't, he couldn't get baptized. And we're going to take him off that cross and baptize him. Right? So there's some, there's some problems with this. Is, there's only one um, uh, requirement for salvation, and that's faith. Right? You don't do something to get saved. And so when people argue over whether you're supposed to be baptized in water to actually get to heaven, there's not scriptural precedence for that. You're actually disagreeing. You're adding something in that Jesus didn't add. But we do that as church people. We add stuff, and it's so easy for us to do this. Specifically, if your group or your church or your pastor really wants you to get baptized, they'll lean toward that theology. All right? 
But at the same time, I've said this to people when they say, well, then I guess it's no big deal. But God also told you to do it. And it's also a witness. It's a proclamation to bring people to make sure they see this. Make sure they experience this with you. And there's also an accountability thing that goes along with that. When you've been baptized, so we baptized somebody this afternoon um, because um, his fiance could not be here tonight. Uh, his fiance is, is uh, Stephanie Luck. She's representative, uh, house representative, and she's speaking at a state of the state address tonight. So she couldn't be here tonight. He wanted to get baptized, and, and I'll explain this, she was baptizing him. So she, we did this this afternoon. But one of the reasons that we do this is part of what he's doing is this is also an accountability thing. He wants to be accountable to God for this, but also accountable to the people in his life. So there was a bunch of people here today that witnessed this that are gonna, that's going to be part of his accountability walking forward. And these are all the people in his life, his mentors, his, his um, spiritual leaders, all this other kind of stuff. Because why? You, you need to hold them accountable. Okay, um, April's getting baptized. So, so everybody here that's part of April's crew, you, you're supposed to hold her accountable for this. Now, this is not very popular in modern Christianity. If we're not careful, it becomes legalism. But what happens is your friends and family, when you see, when you see somebody that you know has said, I belong to Jesus, and how do we express that? We get baptized. And we also verbalize it. Uh, when you see them stepping out and not doing, doing things they're not supposed to or not being who they're supposed to, you come alongside them and say, hey, we're doing this together. Don't, don't, don't give up now. Don't fail now. Let's be strong. It's the accountability side, right? So this is also why um, I'm not baptizing anybody tonight. Part of the reason is there was a couple people that were going to get baptized that, that couldn't be here tonight, and I was going to baptize one of those. But um, I don't do most of the baptisms. In fact, it's years, over the last 10 years, I've probably baptized two or three people, maybe five. Because why? The church, again, the church comes up with a lot of rules that are built for the church. They're not scriptural and they're not for people. They're for the church, okay? Not to pick on infant baptisms too much, but part of the reason infant baptism is so big in the Catholic church is, is now they, you belong to them. I don't think there's a bad, I don't think that's bad. Assuming that they're, they're a good church doing what they're supposed to be doing. Um, different churches are different. But now, you know, you belong to them. So that's why the whole marriage thing and all this other stuff. But baptism should not be used as a control thing or a membership thing. It's, an, it's a representation of your membership in the kingdom of God, not in a local church or anything else, okay? So part of that also is if you're getting, um, if you got saved... We, the way we practice it, and I say we, it's, it's my deal. I don't know other churches to do this. I'm sure there are. But this is the way I've always done it, is if whoever witnesses to you or is your spiritual leader or your mentor or something like that, they should be the one to baptize you, not me. I hold an office. That office is not near as important as the church wants you to think it is. I'm also working out my salvation. I am not some spiritual guru that has the ability to do everything. And by the way, Jesus didn't baptize people, and Paul did not baptize very many people. He talks about that in Scripture. And then they discuss, well, who baptized you, Paul or Apollos? And he said, that's not the point. The point is your spiritual walk. 
the maturity of that. So who is walking with you in that process, in my opinion, should be the one to baptize you. That's why a lot of parents baptize people in our church, because they're the ones who witness to their kids. They're the ones who pray with their kids, right? Um, our youth pastor baptizes people way more than me. In fact, a lot. I don't baptize very few, but our youth pastor does because that's, that's more of the, the person that's doing that in their life. Our children's pastor uh, will baptize a lot more people than I will because that's the direct thing. They're praying with that child in children's church. I'm not. So, so you understand what I'm saying. That's why other people are going to be baptizing tonight because of the spiritual walk, the accountability, the mentoring, all of the different things with that. And to me, that's more, much more of a scriptural thing. It's interesting that John the Baptist baptized Jesus, and John the Baptist was ostracized by the church. The church didn't like him. They didn't, they didn't, you know, they equated him too much with Elijah out there eating grasshoppers and drinking diesel fuel or something. I don't know what it was. But, <laughs> but so he was ostracized, and Jesus goes to him. You say, well, it's his, it was also his cousin. I'm sure that played into it. But at the end of the day, it's because of what John was preaching when he was baptizing people, which is repentance turned to God. And Jesus said, I belong to God. I'm going to let John the Baptist baptize me. Right? Makes sense? Okay. So I get the question, what if I was baptized as a, as a baby, infant, and um, I want to get baptized now that I personally have accepted Jesus, what I want to get baptized now? Well, you're not like discounting your baptism. This, this, is, this is one of the things that I think is important, specifically from your tradition or heritage or wherever you come from in, in your uh, spiritual walk, is make sure, like mom and dad are the ones that baptize you as a baby, make sure they know that you're not trying to, to discount that. You're just completing it for yourself. They started this. That's a good journey to be started on, okay? But now you're making the decision for yourself. And when you make that decision for yourself, now you're saying, Jesus, this is because you and I have a relationship, and I want to proclaim your and I relationship. Not my parents' relationship, that they wanted me to be part of the church and all that stuff. That's a great legacy, but now you've got to make the decision, and you do this within yourself. Doesn't that make sense? This is your journey. Your baptism is your journey, and so that's why we do it like that. So, any questions, anything about this? I, I, that was kind of the short skinny Everybody good? So here are some things for, uh, in case you're, you want to, this will be recorded. You can write it down or you can look at it later, listen to it later. Immersion is actually uh, talked about in Scripture in Matthew 28, and it's also talked about in Acts chapter 10. That's why we do that. Um, sprinkling is not mentioned anywhere. But I, again, I don't think, like with that lady on the boat in China, I don't think because we couldn't dunk her that, she wasn't baptized. In fact, it's, for me, it's one of the most spiritual baptisms I've ever been involved with. Just the moment of that and to listen to her. And, and, she, and we, were, we were worried. She was very scared. She rented this little room, and we had to hide from the Chinese government because they'd been monitoring us. So we went in there, we turned the radio up and did all this stuff, and we kind of huddled around the table and talked about it. It was very powerful for me. And then she said, and I want you to do it. I, I assumed she wanted, there was a Chinese lady that was with us who was from America. She just, I would assume she wanted her to do it. And she said, Pastor, I want you to. I was the only pastor on the trip, so. Um, but she said, I want you to do this. I can't tell you how privileged I felt to be a part of this um, lady's walk in this. And so, um, Mark chapter 16, Acts chapter 10, talk about this. 
uh, that all who repent and believe on Christ are, as Savior and Lord are to be baptized. Okay? You should get baptized. It's not a deal breaker if you don't, but you should. All right? Baptism is a declaration to the world that they have also been raised with him and, and to walk in newness of life. And I think that newness of life, that's out of Romans, Romans uh, chapter 6. That newness of life, I think, is pretty important. If you're going to get baptized and you're serious about this, you really should live for Jesus. It, it, it's kind of like if you get married, you should live as a married person, right? That's kind of the thing there. So I'm talking about that Sunday. So um, live like it. Honor what God does through this concept of salvation and the, the representation of this through the baptism. Honor that. Take it serious. And, uh, and then, again, this is, so, so I grew up in Pentecostal church. This is a Pentecostal church. I grew up in Pentecostal church. We didn't put a lot of emphasis on baptism. We put more emphasis on baptism in the spirit, which is important too. But we didn't put a lot of emphasis on water baptism. The Church of Christ did that, and we didn't want to be them. And so the problem is, is there needs to be emphasis put on water baptism. Because all three, again, as, as we just read, all three are important. Baptize in the Spirit, baptize in water, and baptize in blood. All right? Makes sense? So, no questions, no comments? Nothing? We're all good? All right, so you guys that are going to go get baptized, um, go change or whatever you're going to do. Unless you're ready as is. Who else? Um... Olivia, are you, are you getting baptized in those clothes? Yes. Okay. All right. Just checking. So, guys, we're all just going to sit and wait on April? <laughs> to get back? Right. Yeah. Some of you in here are much more used to that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, here's the thing is... Now, that's actually an interesting statement because um, so different, different religious groups believe, different church groups. These are Christian churches. I'm not picking on that. I'm not picking on their truth of Jesus. I'm picking on how they approach baptism. And sometimes we believe that actually getting baptized is our salvation. And it's not our salvation. You've already been saved by the time you get baptized. Okay? Um, and, and here's part of the reason I know that is because if the baptism was our salvation, some people need to be held under way longer than they can keep their breath. They will die because they can't hold their breath for 25 minutes. Um, but it's not our salvation. It's a, it's a representation. It's expression, and it's a proclamation of that salvation. Okay. Right. Yeah. Having died in the water. Yes. All right, so what we're going to do, you ready? Okay, what we're going to do is everybody go to the seats facing that way, and we will get ready for this.